hello everybody who's ready for the actual one year anniversary of what a beautiful podcast that's right episode five two there's only been 52 episodes we've never missed a week oh, uh, i'm not i'm not ready not not me oh man i guess i guess we got to start from the beginning <laughs> episode one <laughs> phantom blood <laughs> chapter one let's go oh god blood not is again. life blood oh, is life oh god not again uh, yeah <laughs> me and me and jack we just came back from uh, like five days of sin, and I am exhausted. Yeah, it 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 was like four days, but it felt like five. It felt like yeah, five years. It, it could have felt like an eternity that we were doing bad stuff in in the southwest of the United States. Um, but a, but a great time was had by all, and now we're here again uh, to just get get right into the the back. Eighth of Stardust Crusaders, I guess. Yeah, and while we were there, a new chapter of Jojolian dropped. Oh. Which, you know, we get to see our favorite plant man again, the Bean Boy Returns. For the the third Bean time. Boy Returns. <laughs> oh, God. It feels like just yesterday we were looking at this Bean Boy and his weird house. But <laughs> It's like, who is this man? What What is his secrets? Will we ever find out? I don't, I never know anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We'll definitely find out his secrets at least a little bit this chapter. But for right now, no fun allowed because now we're at the Pet Shop at the Gates of Hell, part one. And what a title that is. Holy shit. It's metal as hell. I love it. (laughs) The The Pet Shop at the Gates of Hell. It kind of just makes me think that I'm just going to like go to hell and there's just going to be a bunch of animals yeah, hell animals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so we get this map of Cairo, and my favorite thing, like, it's just describing all these locations, and then Dio's Manor is around here. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, well, I like uh, the location where Whole Horse and Boingo attack Jotaro's group. <laughs> that, that's or, good, too. Or, Zoo. <laughs> so. <laughs> Zoo, a tiny little giraffe, tiny little elephant, right across the Nile River. Like it's, I love the the lack of proportion going on here. So you want to look at the size of the Nile versus the size of the zoo, and then the size of the zoo versus the size of the pyramids, the Great Pyramids of Giza. You can fit them at the, at this scale. You can fit them inside the zoo. They're really small. They're they're tiny, tiny, tiny. And then you could also engulf them in the Nile River, which is actually like a really like a really skinny river. Like you go, yeah. You can like I don't I know, sh- like sprint across it if you were fast enough. <laughs> yeah, because it's so thick and dirty. Yeah. Sh- <laughs> okay. Oh man, I mm, probably doesn't smell great. Speaking no, of things that don't smell great. Speaking of things that don't smell great, here's Polnareff sweating. Oh God. Shit, it's hot today. I didn't get a chance to shower yesterday. It's affecting my natural good looks. Slurp, slurp, and drink some water. And a dress, a homeless man, or presumed to be a homeless man. A homeless man missing a hand from the looks of it. Yeah, sits down and scooches right next to Polnareff. A blind homeless man. And keeps scooching next to Polnareff as Polnareff just tries to move away. Just scooch, scritch, scooch, scritch. Just, like, all the way down the wall that they're sitting on. And, and we need up... two whole pages to illustrate this. Look, man, we, we need some buffer. We just <laughs> we just had we just had a fantastic fight. And now we need some Polnareff assing around. Um, so Polnareff's fed up. It's just, I'm fed up. What's the matter, you moron? Do you have a problem with me? You idiot. I'm telling you to move. What's a foreigner like you doing sitting like a beggar in Cairo? Who told you to sit here? Huh? And turns out Polnareff is, uh, like, moving in on this homeless guy's turf. It's like, huh? Your turf? Polnareff, don't sit there. Give that money to him. Um, because Abdul, much more, uh, educated in the ways of beggars, uh, begins to explain that there's, like, a beggar's union in Cairo, and it's a whole business so, like, every, all of these homeless people have their own turf, and Polnareff was being a real asshole by sitting what there. What else is fucking new? You know what's funny is that, like, J- Joey and Jotaro, like, you know, Joey from America and Jotaro from Japan, mm-hmm. two, two nations well-known for their, like, cripplingly poor understanding of foreign nations have been way more uh, kind 
to the rest of the world than Polnareff has. Yeah. Also, I really like Joey and Jorts's faces uh, when the beggar is explaining his blank technique. Like, look at that panel and just look at Joey and Jorts. Like, mm. <laughs> especially, especially Joey, known racist, has been has treat has treated all the foreign people way better than Polnareff has. Polnareff yeah. has just been so disrespectful. <laughs> by a long shot uh but this is the man that abdul has come to see actually i've been looking for you you know everything about this area so i wanted to ask you a favor you'll be well rewarded we need to find this house and we're short on time uh off comes the beggar costume and this guy is just wearing a nice suit with a fedora and he's driving a great car (laughs) swag i love the panel with their surprise faces especially Uh joey joey's surprise face here is excellent that's so pure. By the way, did anyone see where Iggy went? That's never a good sign. And now it's Iggy's story. And Iggy, at this point, keeps flipping back between, like, a little chibi anime creature and real dog proportion. Like, look at these two pages and, like, the straight-on view of Iggy, and they're completely different. <laughs> it's really strange. I guess uh, I guess Iggy's finally because we don't really see much of Iggy, but I guess now we can see that he's finally morphed into his final form, his final just like anime blob form. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets in a, about to get into a fight with two big big dogs, and he just gives them a look, and they run off. And uh, Iggy has gotten really small too, like he yeah. He, when, he, when we first met him, he was he, he was longer than that. Yeah, he was pretty big, but now he's like the size of a teacup. He's he's very tiny. Mm-hmm. And these two dejected dogs walk around Iggy and go up to this gate. And they go un- they see under this gate that there's a shadow of a bird under there. And them being big dogs, they probably want to eat that bird. Or at least chase that bird. So they try to get under the fence, like stick their heads under it like dogs are wont to do. Um, like bark, 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 bark. Silence. Iggy turns around, and the dog's heads pop up over the fence with an icicle sticking out from between them. I hate it. I <sighs> hate that. It's mm. not good. Mm. Yeah, no, that's not good imagery right there. They, hey, hey, if you don't like uh, animal violence, uh, this this arc is not for you. If you don't like dog crime... Like, I think we need to put a warning at the beginning of the episode, like, this is a lot, this is an episode with a lot of dog crime. So. Uh-huh. So, basically, they just got fucking murked by Sub-Zero, and <laughs> Jesus. Iggy's gotta figure out what's going on. Yeah, Iggy is very surprised at this, and then the dog's bodies under the gate get slurped under it, like a tube of toothpaste, um, and makes a very audible gasp. As the bird that we saw the shadow of comes into view at the top of the gate. And this this bird. This bird. I guess it's like a falcon of some sorts, right? It, it's de- Yeah, it's some kind of bird of prey. Like, I'm not a bird man, but maybe a if falcon. If I were to say my best guess, I'd say it's a falcon. Yeah, and we're in Egypt, it's probably a falcon. Pissed off. Yeah, he's super pissed. And then the falcon... Uh, who is Pet Shop, we'll just call him Pet Shop, um, swivels around and sees that the fancy beggar man has found Dio's house, which is where this gate was, where this whole thing took place, and, <laughs> oh, this poor guy, it's a definite match, it's the manor, <laughs> I found it in two hours, there's nothing I can't find in this city, huh? As a giant iceberg comes crashing down from the bird, and smashes the man into his car into a bloody pulp. Jesus fucking Christ. And Pet Shop takes the bloody photograph the man was holding and rips it into pieces. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, this this bird is... Uh, Alright. Man, I haven't... I never thought about doing an Iggy voice. What the well, fuck? Well, yeah, I guess this is where we meet, which is what is essentially a brand new character who is Iggy's inner monologue, uh, in the anime, brilliantly played by this, like, uh, I guess just, like, very normal-sounding Japanese man. Like... Yeah, he, it was just... It, it, was, it was just like, Iggy thought, 
that he could do something about it. Yeah. In that in that moment, Iggy thought, this bird is a stand user just like me. It generated that block of ice and killed him. It kills everyone who gets close to this manor. And it'll come after me next. I'm next on its list. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing that voice, but it's fun. This bird's name, Pet Shop. Stan, Horus, the Egyptian god of the skies. What's his name? Pet Shop. What's Stan? Horus. <laughs> his stand is horse. <laughs> so, alright, so jumping over to part shop, two. Yeah, Pet Shop part two. Okay, it is a falcon, because Horus is the falcon god. As we find out on... Oh my god, the Sphinx looks so fucked up. <laughs> the Sphinx looks like it got... It got its... Like, in a cartoon, when somebody gets their face punched in, and they have like an indent, that's what, that's oh, what this yeah. looks like. And then it pops back out, but the Sphinx's <laughs> face never popped back out. Uh, worshipped by ancient Egyptians, the guardian of the royal family. Uh, the Eye of Horus, also known in ancient Egyptian as the Wajet Eye, can see its prey several kilometers away. I symbolizes protection and royal power. This bird's name is Pet Shop. <laughs> These thoughts ran through Iggy's mind. I came here by chance, but this must be Dio's manor. This is the place Jotaro was looking for. It used his stand to create that massive slab of ice. It's a guard dog. No, it's a guard bird. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Holy shit, this drawing, right? This, this whole... Like, one-page spread of Pet Shop is awesome. Oh, Lord. It's so it, fucking cool. Pet Shop, it, probably the most competent stand user they've encountered so far. It's just... Oh, yeah, well, he he is extremely good at violence. <laughs> He's the violence bird. <laughs> and also goes to show another rule of stands. The simplest stands are usually the strongest stands. He just makes ice. He does it really, really well. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Uh, so Iggy is having some more internal monologue. His face continues to morph. I just want to point out the, uh, a good line. Uh, I just want to live the good life. Go on some benders and fall in love with a good woman. I want to live a trouble-free, peaceful life. <laughs> like, I guess I, I just like, he just straight up wrote him as if he was just a guy. And what? that's hysterical to me. <laughs> What's in it for me to fight this killer bird? <laughs> Uh, so Iggy tries to uh, act dumb, like just a regular dog, to fool Pet Shop into not murking him. And th these these are some good faces here. Cause Iggy hasn't really done much in the way of like emoting so far, and this was just a rocky like practicing. Like, what what if a dog just like smiled? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never really thought about this, but maybe it's just supposed to be left like it's it's not something worth like trying to have explained is it is it because he has a stand that he's like semi-intelligent maybe like or or is it just a rocky drawing a cartoon character because like in this case i'm willing to accept that answer i because to have a stand you ha like get get real brass tacks to have a stand you've got to have sufficiently strong like force of will so yeah. maybe like iggy is an un unnaturally like smart dog and that's why he's able to use a stand. But uh, he's, he's a dog. He's he's got yeah. sand. Um, and as they're having this face off, like Iggy's trying to be an idiot, and he's trying to figure out if Pet Shop knows he's a real stand user. Uh, his best Hang Arnold impression from that episode where he was acting crazy to oh get, get just get not get bullied. <laughs> I can't <laughs> bully you if you act crazy. <laughs> oh Lord, I forget if that worked or not. Anyway. Uh, a Porsche comes up uh, on this scene and, like, Pet Shop is just looking like a bird on the ground. Which, like, birds on the ground never look good, I guess. They always... <laughs> like, he just looks awkward for some reason. Uh, and the Porsche is coming down, about to run over Pet Shop. Because this guy, this comically uh, drinking man holding a giant bottle of liquor is like, It's a bird! <laughs> beep, beep! Pet Shop's still staring down Iggy, like, no, complete deadpan. Like, I don't know if you can be deadpan if your mouth doesn't move, but Pet Shop is definitely doing it. Yeah, I mean, t technically, if you don't have, like, lips, you can't emote, so. Yeah. What's wrong? It's really amazing how, how much, how all, like, emotion basically comes from the fact that our face, like, 
our cheeks and lips can move. Yeah, the eyes the eyes are also like a pretty big part, but like But without... like if you don't have you if you like animals can move their eyes, but you can't really do much emoting with that. No, no. But Araki makes do. Um, so as the Porsche is about to run over Pet Shop, what's wrong with that bird? It's not moving. It, it was too late. It's going to get run over. Smash, smash. Uh, Pet Shop just wings out under the Porsche, like back up into the sky like a graceful falcon he is. And the guy in the Porsche is really confused. What, what was that bird? It flew under the car, but this car is so close to the ground. It's a great car. It didn't even try to dodge. It flew straight under the car. And th- now we see, like, the first uh, big panorama of Dio's mansion. Like, the, D- Dio's in there somewhere. This is where he is. Oh, boy. Uh, and Iggy is relieved that it lost interest in him. Uh, but unfortunately for him, uh, the little child whose dogs got murdered uh, comes looking for him. And that's not good, Andrew. It's not good at all. <laughs> no, it's not great. And, like... My issue with Dio's manner is, like, you think being, like, an all-powerful vampire man, he would have, like, a castle somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I I just feel like a holding up in the middle of Cairo is maybe not one of his best decisions. I mean, he's hiding in plain sight, I guess. Like, it might be better to be in a denser place than uh, one where it's just him. It'd probably be easier to find with uh, Hermit Purple anyway. Like, this was pretty hard, because there's a, there's a lot of minarets in uh, Egypt, I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, but this little kid is looking for Tiny and Butch, the two big dogs that got decapitated. Um, and Iggy realizes, like, are you talking about those big dogs? He, he better not be crawling under those gates. He's gonna get killed. It's, it's none of my business. I couldn't care if a human kid dies. I don't want trouble. So long, kid. And we see from the kids' perspective, oh, like, Tiny oh. B- Butch, where are you? Come back. Oh, blurch, 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 blurch. Oh, God. Because uh, Pet Shop is perched atop one of the dog's heads and eating the eyeball right out the socket. So, like, I know this is, like, a real gross thing happening, but I really want to point out that that's that this dog just has human eyes. Like, that's not what dog eyes look like at all. Oh, yeah, I get... Mm, that is true. But <laughs> whenever dogs are drawn in manga, they always kind of have man faces anyway. So, it's like... Yeah. Oh, well. God, it just keeps getting worse. Yeah, Pet uh... Shop... Pet Shop dead eyes the kid and just pops the eyeball in its beak and... Like, if a bird could laugh, that's what it's doing. <laughs> it's just laughing and laughing. Like, what? Does it have a laugh? Like, it's Kubo, I guess. Kubo. <laughs> like, imagine if a bird tried to laugh, and I guess that's what it's doing. It's eating my dogs! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's eating the dogs. And... Uh, launches itself off the dog's head and goes to ice, literally ice this kid. Uh, we can see that ice is coming from its talons. Uh, what he's probably going to make a spike and just spear the kid. Then Iggy, out of nowhere, leaps at Pet Shop and just bounces off to distract it. And we see uh, one of the most iconic Iggy panels where he now has more of a, a man face. Give me a break. I guess I don't have the heart to abandon a kid who likes dogs. And just looking super cool with uh, the fool behind him. We, d- we don't really see the fool very much. And this is... A, no. Yeah. But we flip the page and we get an awesome Iggy profile page with Iggy, Lord of all dogs. <laughs> Iggy, the Lord of the dogs. <laughs> Araki just wanted to like practice drawing a bunch of dogs. He did a pretty good job. Oh, yeah, he's got all different breeds going on here. Really like the one in the back right. Excellent. (laughs) Iggy, born, New York. Birth, blood, unknown. Profession, homeless dog. (laughs) Favorite person, none. IQ, seems to be high. Personality, bad. Bad. (laughs) And I, I don't know if you got up to this part in the manga theory book, which we'll talk about next week. But this is a thing Araki talks about. He like whenever 
he says whenever he makes a character, he writes up this huge, like, fact sheet about them. Like, even before he starts, like, putting them in the story. So he knows exactly, like, uh, how they uh, interact with the setting and the other characters. And this is just, like, a tiny piece of that, which I found interesting. Oh, yeah, that's neat. Yeah. A purebreed with a certificate. He was bought by a rich man when he was a puppy. As he grew older, he began to think that humans are stupid and left home. He became king of the stray dogs and was found by Abdul. Stand. The Fool. The Fool is a stand of sand. It can change its form and glide for short distances. Although simple, it's impossible to defeat. Its weakness is that it can't handle agile and fast attacks. Iggy himself thinks it's about as good as Jotaro's star platinum. Ah, uh, maybe... Yeah, potentially. I mean, when you put it like that, it seems, like, ridiculously overpowered. But we soon find out that it has more weaknesses than described there. Yeah. So, we resume back to Dogheads, Pet Shop, Iggy, Little Kid. My dog's tiny, Butch! (laughs) Iggy just... He can't talk, but it... He's thinking really loud. He's thinking really loudly. Get out of here, you idiot. Hurry up and run. They're already dead. To get the kid to go back under the gate. And as the fool pops out, I'll, t- I'll take him on. Damn it. And, man, pet- oh, birds are weird. God. Uh-huh. At the- birds, birds are the fucking giant enigma of the animal kingdom. They're just dinosaurs. They're, they're dinosaurs what learned that the sky was good. Yeah. <laughs> At this moment, Pet Shop realized that Iggy was also a stand user. Falcon's descent can reach a maximum speed of 300 kilometers per hour. This is faster than any other animal. Oh, I was right. It is a falcon. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then Pet Shop smiles. And birds shouldn't be able to do that <laughs> as Iggy... Nope. What? what did, did it just laugh? I thought I saw the corner of its mouth go up. How, how could a bird smile? <laughs> what, what the? <laughs> so, okay, a... so they're even acknowledging it in-universe. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. They're just putting a big old lampshade on that. It's like, ah, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we see Pet Shop doing something weird. Uh, something's wrong. The air, it's suddenly gotten cold. And Pet Shop, we don't... Uh, we know that it can use ice, so it's manifesting ice in the ground, so Iggy is stuck to the ground, and it has these ice orbs that appear among it, uh, like, to the side of Pet Shop, that it can just, like, icicle spear, like, fling out of, but Iggy is able to block with the fool and slip under the gate to escape. And Pet Shop is none too happy about that. Nope. Uh, yeah, but Pet Shop is basically less like Sub-Zero and more like Iceman from the X-Men. He can, Where he just like literally just sucks like the moisture out of the air and freezes it. Yeah, he's really good at it too. Yep. And we see that Iggy uh, is hiding around a corner. He was able to get away because he ripped the skin off his paws. <laughs> oh boy. This bird's stand, its stand is really tough. There was no ordinary ice, and it's still hiding its true power. I better get out of here fast. Gah! <laughs> As Pet Shop rounds the corner, and Iggy goes, Iggy has another, Gah! As icicles spear out of the air towards Iggy. Um, fortunately, the, f- the fool can uh, guard some, I guess, but not, hmm. But, like, these icicles are getting shot really hard, I'd imagine. And the fool, like, breaks up, and in the cloud, Iggy disappears, and we get another impossible bird face that's just, like, a grimace of surprise, I guess? It's it's not pleasant to look at. Pet Shop. No. Uh, Iggy vanished. Where did he go? Um, he, he went down this manhole. It's, it's right here, this manhole. Um, and now he's in the sewers. Damn, it doesn't know how to take it easy. It's only a bird. There's no way it could come after me in here. Bird. Just here. <laughs> <laughs> there, There's the bird. <laughs> it's like, oh, the bird can't get me down here. Ah, oh, there here he is. is. What, 
What's up with this bird? Ah! <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite text boxes. What's up with, with this, this bird? bird. <laughs> um, I can't even imagine what bird you're going to use for uh, for this week's thumbnail. Oh, God. I mean, this one here is a great candidate. I don't know what's going on with his face here. but it's, Yeah, uh... his, his face is kind of mishmashed. Anyway, Iggy gets icicle speared and seemingly breaks apart. Um, just, like, into bloody chunks and falls into the sewer. But Pet Shop realizes that, uh, that uh, something's not right, and the real Iggy, now fully boy-faced, is like, hey, don't, underest- don't underestimate you. You think you just killed is actually my shape-shifting stand of the fool. And the Iggy corpse fool stand in the water slashes Pet Shop across the chest, like... That would probably kill a bird, you'd think, you know? Yeah, or, like, at least seriously, like, you know, like, fatally wound it. But this ain't no ordinary bird. Yeah, birds are, like, pretty fragile. But we're going to finish the rest of this next week because there's only, like, a couple parts, like, two more chapters left and we want to get to uh, Jojolian. Oh, yeah, that went by quick, man. What the hell? Yeah, it's a pretty big, like, action arc. Uh, yeah. I just want to point out on the part four cover page. Oh yeah, gotcha, dumbass bird. <laughs> yep. Extremely good. So, uh, before we go over into Julian, I just wanted to let everybody listening know that the good, 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 great, excellent people at the JoJo's Color Adventure Scanlation team have announced that Part 5 will be completed in black and white and in color on June 27th. That's pretty good. That's big fucking news, because now Part 5 will be able to be... Nobody will ever have to read bad Part 5 scans ever again. Mm, And, oh man, they were really bad. They were really bad, and they weren't funny like Duang scans. They were just bad, and ruins characterizations, and were just... They were like eighth grade English uh, assignment bad. That... Yeah, exactly. And the the translations that have been coming out of the, I think a few different scanlation groups that have been trying to finish part five over the years mm-hmm. have just all been just like excellent. And yeah, hopefully part five will now finally be able to like sit with the other big boys now that you don't have to read shitty scans at the end. Yeah, like. And maybe we'll get we'll get we'll get in there mm. at some point. Mm. Yeah. Oh boy. But yeah. yeah, so I thought that was cool. Just wanted to drop that knowledge. Go follow them on Facebook so you can get all their up their announcements. They also uh, the 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 people that put out the Jojolian translations are also part of their team. Oh, they that's do cool. they do all kinds of JoJo stuff. So just follow them. Neat. And anyway, uh, yep. I guess there's that, and then there's also, like Jack said, the uh, the manga and theory and practice book came out. Uh, we have it now, mm-hmm. and it's great. It's a great, beautiful English edition of it. Yeah, it's a beautiful hardcover book, well worth the money. We're still in the middle of reading it. We'll probably we'll definitely have some stuff to talk about it next week. Yeah, um, we're gonna cover. Uh, we'll we'll do at least half an episode covering it, just at a, just at a high level. Nothing nothing too detailed. If you want to do that, you should read it and buy it and support it yourself because I highly recommend having it. It just looks good on your shelf, you know? It's a nice-looking book. Oh, yeah, it's a great-looking book. Also, it has a few pages of arm poker in it. (laughs) That was really good. It was like, oh, shit, we just did this. (laughs) Yeah, we literally, like, just did it, and then all of a sudden there's, like, four pages of officially translated armed poker, which is hysterical that that exists. Who who would have guessed? I kind of that kind of makes me hope that maybe Viz will just do like a collection of other weird Iraqi stuff in English because I'd buy the shit out of that. We get yeah. some we get some BT, you know, on poker. Maybe not whatever the other one was. <laughs> there, um, yeah, meet Virginia. We don't. Have yeah, meet Virginia. Virginia. We can pass on that one. Yeah, there's also a tiny bit of translated Jojolian in there, which is like, oh, please, Ooh. please. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into we'll get into that in more detail next week, I think. Yeah, maybe next week, but we'll see. Anyway, moving on to Dijolian, we get to finally understand a little more about uh, Bean Boy's stand, and it's called 
doggy style. It sure is doggy style. Mamazuka Rai. Yes, his name's Mamazuka Rai, and doggy style is presented here as one word, and... Dog eaters style, probably. Yeah, so know. it's a Snoop Dogg reference, which is which you know I like that. That's a good. That's a good reference. Yeah, I I love the image of Iraqi listening to Snoop Dogg. It's oh pre- yeah. it's pretty I deeply, good. I deep I also deeply enjoy the idea of him hanging out with Snoop Dogg. Like, mm-hmm. they would dude. make a great team. I feel. Oh man, you think Iraqi smokes weed? <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> well, anytime he leaves the country, he probably smokes weed. Oh yeah, when he goes to the fun places. Yeah, exactly. So, this man holds the key to plucking success. And we get a doggy style coming in from the side, and this cover page is like... <laughs> it, it it has six eyes, no mouth, and that's... Uh, yeah, six eyes, no mouth. And yeah. we get right into Yasuho eating some of that golden cream that uh bean man made up last chapter and we get a little text box how about the taste <laughs> how about the taste and she eats she's about to use like what what is this stuff this strawberry and romanoff cream jo- josuke is eating that making you c- cry <laughs> <laughs> and just yum as they both like really enjoy eating this cream Josuke is it just it's just like a river of tears over this dessert. <laughs> Insane. Oh, just weeping how good this cream is. Glad to hear it. Is chamomile mint tea okay? I don't know what voice to do for Bean Man. I'm just going to roll with it. You really are a good guy. You so are. You'd have to be to make such a wonderful dessert. Well, thank you. By the way, either of you might need to use the bathroom. There's one over there on pole number six. It's all electric, and the tank on top is drawing water, so there's water pressure and a bidet. He clicks a remote, and out pops a toilet from another one of these ski lift poles. Oh, Lord. Uh, you're, free to enjo- you're free to enjoy the view, but if you prefer, there's a shower curtain. Shah chunk. As it comes into view. Shah chunk. <laughs> uh, l- let me ask again. Do you really... Do you really sleep on this chairlift every night? On the ma- and the mountainside is your orchard? This is just my kitchen and dining room. The entire chairlift is my home. It's just a rental, though. Starting from the bottom, the first pole is where my analog records are stored. I'm thinking about throwing away my laser discs. Yo, laser discs. <laughs> every pole is equipped with speakers. The second pole is a library and a winery. The third bowl is a closet where I keep my shoes and clothing. <laughs> this fucking bean man. Uh, so what do you think? But the fields look kind of unkempt. Hmm. Hey, you know, not sure if you two will get it even when I explain it to you, but I don't remove the weeds from the mountainside. If you weed, then the fruit won't end up as good fruit. I don't know if it's true or not, but he just, he's talking about how some of these fruit are sacrificial fruit. Like he grows strawberries in places where he knows the insects and disease will get to them. So they won't get to, like, the actually good fruit. And right. because of that, I don't need any agrochemicals. One pack of my strawberries costs over 10,000 yen, and I harvest plenty of them. How about that? Maybe he's kind of a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad for them. The lower strawberries are getting sacrificed. But, mmm, yum, that's insanely good. <laughs> <laughs> Josuke crying with the fist pumps. Oh it, yeah, yum. Uh, to be clear, that was Yasuho thinking. Maybe he's kind of a dickhead. I do. I always enjoy since uh, Jolien and Steel Bar Run have have had such like very very strict uh, like real more realistic art styles mm-hmm. and it's always nice to see when Iraqi breaks that sometimes we get a little more like Off like uh, car- cartoon ass looking uh panels like these oh yeah it's incredible yeah uh, and he's, he's just talking about agriculture for a while right now developments in science technology terrain and natural environments art thinking economic ec- economic money I seem to thoroughly <laughs> surpassed all limitations. I don't know why I couldn't say economics, but... Economics. Economy. Yeah, money. Money shit. 
Understand? Right now I'm talking about the enemy. Huh? Huh? Despite all that, there is a region which ever since the dawn of human civilization has remained unresolved. That is the region known as not dying. <laughs> I get what's being said here, but... I <laughs> so he's trying to say that the one secret humanity hasn't been able to unlock is immortality, is what he's saying. Yeah, but... Yeah, I, I like it. I like him saying, like, we're not, we don't know how to not die yet. But <laughs> the human- region known as not dying. <laughs> um, and he says, like, we already know how to do this. Like, mitosis, the mechanism is astoundingly simple. The ex- equivalent exchange of cells, un- even setting moral issues aside, unlike induced pluripo- pluripotent stem cells and cloning, it's simple replacement. By my calculations, the cellular replacement of an entire body could be done in just two hours. And don't, don't, as we zoom into uh, Josuke's face and see his weird halvesy eyes, because half of his eyes are Kira and half of them were Josefumi. And it's just like, oh, mm. and Yeah, that's, uh... That's weird, right? An entire yeah. body, huh? Yeah. And, and the next panel, he's just very uncomfortable and sweating. <laughs> Now, what I'm about to say is purely my own conjecture, but I think what the enemy wants isn't just one or two of the new Rakakakakas to sell to some rich folks or make a profit. Most likely, there are people that want to, at the scientific level, turn the Rakakaka into technology and keep it all for themselves. The IT industry alone makes $5 trillion a year. What would the immortality industry be? They are the enemy. And, are they, hmm, these silhouettes... They're kind of detailed for random people. You, you know? Hmm. Yeah, you think that these are, uh, he already has an idea of who these people are? Well, one of them, one of them is wearing a long coat of some kind, like a, either a lab coat or a trench coat. One mm. of them has really wide pants. And, hmm, I don't know. Mm. Let's, let's file that in our back pocket for a while. Yeah, we'll keep that in mind for next time. So we turn the page... And they, who are they? It's just a theory, a game theory. Thanks for watching. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. I'm leaving. I'm done. That's the, that's the straw that broke my leg. Fuck you. <laughs> they could be doctors. The enemy is them and the rock humans. Doctors. As we get a little inset of Holly Joestar and... Uh, Kira Yoshikage, or what? Why isn't Kira's name just Kira Joestar? Or no, because never mind, because it's the male name. It, whatever, Japan. Uh, yeah. So they want the new Rakakaka fruit and scientific data on it. And this is a helpful infographic that has a picture of the fruit, a big arrow saying "into data." <laughs> it and just. We needed that to just get... Just so we knew what... So we can have a visual reference for what he's talking about in case you can't read. Yeah. Though the only one that's able to harvest it from the branch on the Higashikata estate is me, a farmer. (gasps) By the way, what's in the fourth pole from the bottom? Hmm? It houses the treadmill. Yeah. Gashan. I run on it. And it's got that and some dumbbells. In other words, pole four is a gym. As Josuke is like sweating i imagine that oh god i just noticed that his pupils don't line up on his eyes oh god what does that look like when he moves his eyes oh god i don't want to know think about like taking two halves of an olive and putting them together wrong and then just moving that and that's josuke's eye Ugh. i hate that (laughs) i hate that a lot (laughs) yeah so i guess he just wants to get the conversation off of things that would concern, like, him, his mortality, like, who he is. Because that's still a sore subject for him. Like, it's not good. And we leave the scene and come to a couple of police officers uh, getting to where the bus used to be. And we see them looking at something really strange, like, what happened in this parking lot? And all these trees are, like, making a beeline like we're making a beeline towards this bus 
and one of the cops tries to get over there. It's like, I can't get over to the bus. Call for backup. We're going to need backup here. The trees have guns. Um, and the trees have guns. Yeah, the trees have guns. I mean, they might as well as you look at the next page. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. Uh, so one of the police officers goes to see that his partner isn't at the car anymore. It's just yeah, he melted. Sh- he's he partially melted. What we have here, readers, is a combination of rat and oh man, was there a stand that like oh this is a combination of rat and Green Day? That's what. This oh is. right, yeah. So we don't know what's happening yet, but uh, the cop on the ground who is dead is melted and full of holes. And then we see that the cop, who's still alive, uh, his hand starts growing holes, like, from the outside in, or inside out. Yeah, inside out. And pieces of him just start falling off. It's really gross. And if you have that, what's that one phobia? Like, trypophobia? The... Yeah, something like that, where you're afraid of holes. Yeah, yeah you're afraid of holes. This is not for you. Like, yeah, holes where there shouldn't be any holes. Yeah, we should put a couple warnings on the front of this episode, because Jesus... <laughs> well, we don't need to put episodes of warnings for the episodes. It's audio. It's yeah, only audio. Yeah, but some people, like, even if you, you just hear it described, still, like, get skeeved out. Because it's like, yeah, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so we cut away from the cop who is going to very soon die. And the mean bean man is looking at his, with his binoculars. Like, oh, looks like a patrol car showed up down at the parking lot. Where are the officers? I don't see any police officers anywhere. Uh, Yasuho chimes in. It's like, those trees are getting closer, too. We're all the way, they're all the way to the lodge. And Josuke is concerned that, are they just going to sit here until the enemy arrives? Um, but no, they're going to go up to the eighth pole. Uh, and Rai says that he's got a way there to har- harvest the rockacaca fruit, um, like in pole eight. But as he says that, uh, a weird tree starts shimmying along the mountainside to the pole that they're currently on um, and is about to touch Yasuho when Josuke leaps in and pulls her away from this branch. And we still don't know what this does quite yet, but then the branch goes to target uh, Mean Bean Man, who's still like sitting perched on his pole somehow, and the branch touches his finger very slightly. And we get a good zoom in of what the branch is doing. And it's like it's got those weird wooden puzzle cubes. Like, you know what I'm talking about? The kind you buy in, like, Barnes & Noble for $15. Right. Yeah, it's like a bunch of those just are coming out of the wood and embedding themselves, like, in Bean Man's flesh and just making it into holes. Basically like viruses. Yeah, Zoro, 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 Zoro. That's the sound effect that the uh, Zoro, 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 Zoro. <laughs> that the virus is making as it touches things. The the tree. When did it get below us and reach up here? What are these things coming from the end of the branches? Are they a stand? A stand is coming out from the tree's bark. Zoro, Zoro, Zoro. Uh. And the tree is now fully under pole five where they are and is trying to like fling up bits of itself to shoot at uh, Yasuho and Josuke who are sitting on the uh, the chair. Something's being shot at us. Uh, and they figure out that the tree isn't the enemy. The tree is just a ladder to send in their stand. And they're yelling at Bean Man to move the chairlift but they see that the virus has gotten on his skin and is starting to, uh, like, make holes. Like, it, like the, the, the little cube things are just eating at his flesh, and it's really bad. Oh, God. This oh, en- God. This enemy is quite serious. Our chance of survival has decreased to 7%. Do, 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 gush, gush, gush as Yasuho is still hanging on to Josuke for dear life and soft and wet pops out and encapsulates the virus particles with the his bubbles like very useful to have a bubble stand in this situation I love the soft and wet font 
any time that he calls soft and wet, it's always that font. Soft and wet. <laughs> and Bean Man's not doing good because his hand is like he's staring at it very intently as it's uh, becoming mush. Like there's holes opening up in it. And he hits the button on the remote to start moving Josuke and Yasuho's chairlift, like, away from him. And he's not pleased. Because as the chairlift starts moving, he jumps onto it from pole 5. So they can start, like, getting back up the mountain. And he's like, Josuke, look at my hand. As, the pro- as per the promise you made to me when we were on the bus, you were going to make protecting me your number one priority, right? That's what we agreed, right? Yet you covered Yasuho first. I can understand being in the heat of the moment, but as a result, one of the tree branches that were attacking us touched my hand. Slurp, 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 as his hand grows, like, gets more and more holes put in it. The insides of my body are being polluted and melted, causing these holes to become bigger and bigger. Josuke, promises are sacred as uh his weird strings come out and doggy style is here now that can't be good what's he gonna do with that i don't know but doggy style is so weird he's I mean, is he actually the chairlift like is doggy style one mm, with the chairlift no but i think he's definitely like maybe meant to take inspiration from that i don't know because now we get a good look at it is like six eyes no legs weird whisk arms um kind just a big body Ooh. yeah but bean man flips out his knife and chops off the part of his hand that he i guess he he turns his hand into the string like jolene can and chopped off the part that was infected i hate the fact that he leaves his thumb like come yeah, on man he's just got a thumb now I've got no it's other choice. Worse, I'd I'd rather just see a nub than see like, a th- one thumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got no other choice. I'm abandoning my left hand. It can't be brought back to normal. Don't treat sacred things lightly. Otherwise, everyone, including Norisuke-san, is going to lose. I'm the first priority. Protect me. You seriously want to harvest the rock akaka fruit, right? Uh, uh, uh. Sweat, sweat smack as Yasuho is flung off the chairlift by Bean Man. That fucker. Bean Man is Bean Man confirmed asshole. He's Rohan. Like, he is Rohan. He's this yep. he's Jojolian's Rohan. He's a weird eccentric asshole who is probably going to become like a half friend at some point, but now he, but he just like hurt another, uh, Koichi, so eh, not good, not good. As Josuke realizes the gravity of about of what just happened, where is the enemy? If the enemy isn't the moving tree, then maybe it's moving underground. Let's test that theory out. That game theory. Thanks for watching. <laughs> As ya- we see, Yasuho is still uh... breathing, and Josuke <laughs> screaming, "What, Yasuho Chan? A sacrifice?" To be continued. <laughs> so, things do not look good for Yasuho-chan here. It, uh, I feel pretty good that she's going to make it out of it. She's going to make it out of it, but, like, that guy just chopped off his hand. <laughs> like, yeah. stakes are high, let's say. It's definitely, still definitely not the most fucked up thing that's happened in JoJolian yet, though. We've no. seen weirder things. No, the, the battle between joseph fumi and uh the apex twins was definitely more fucked up because that was just violence yep like anger and hate and resentment just all bubbling up into gross movements oh so next month uh we're gonna see what happens to yasuho and how josuke might be at odds with the bean man because the Bean Man is not a great person. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is also the start of a new volume. We're on volume 17 now. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Damn. I didn't realize we were 17 volumes in the JoJolian. Jesus. Only 66 chapters. <sighs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, for a monthly, I guess that lines up. 
But anyway, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be rough, probably next volume. But we're gonna finish definitely finish up Pet Shop next week. Um, talk about manga theory and practice. Not sure how we're gonna really talk about that because it like it's a book ass book. Yeah, so, it's a book ass book where we can kind of just like go over some of the main things that he talks about, like yeah. very very high level. Yeah, d- like some surface level, just scratch into it. Like it's definitely written as a instruction book if you want to make a good manga. So, that, and that's really cool. Like I would love to have someone just read that and then make a manga based on Iraqi teachings. That's really yeah, cool. That would be awesome. Uh, but yeah, next week, Pet Shop, books, what else could you ask for? On I don't know, what more could you want out of a podcast where you listen to people talk about things that you could be reading yourself? Yeah, go read these things. <laughs> go read them now. Listen to us on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and go on the Reddit. The, the, posts, the posts are there. The posts are live. And just keep listening. We really appreciate anyone who takes the time to check us out, listen to us, uh, shoot us a comment on our Twitter at JoJo underscore podcast. Or no, 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 no. Damn it. Damn it. JoJo underscore cast. Roll it back. Back to the beginning. We're (laughs) fucked it up. Hi, welcome to What a Beautiful Podcast, the show where we're going to cover JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. This is episode one. Phantom Blood Part 1. Our Twitter is at JoJo underscore podcast. Damn it! Not again. Jack, shut up! Shut up, Jack! Alright, I'm, I'm cutting it here. We'll see you guys next week. Don't listen to Jack anymore. Good night. Good night. Great.